Charlie Tame and welcome to the second episode of Brainstorm. Brainstorm is a weekly podcast about thoughts and reflections in business, social media and creative life. I'm your host, Metin Sandler. In this episode, I'd like to tackle the mental challenges social media managers and everybody who uses social media extensively can have and what to do about it. I belong to one of the last generations which remembers life as a kid before the internet. Saying that, I already feel kind of old. I'm 33 and I have been online since I was 12 years old. I spend a lot of my teens talking to strangers about online gaming and internet cafes, downloading music from Napster and LimeWire, chatting on ICQ and MSN Messenger, and trying to build a following for my band on MySpace. I'm not trying to get nostalgic here, not at all. Looking back, I think being online was mostly purposeful to me and rarely about killing time. I was downloading songs, chatting with people, learning new songs with taps, thanks to those many music tap websites. I was promoting my shows and I was trying to reach out to other bands via MySpace to organize a gig. Today, being online is my job. It's the job of every team member of Sender Media. And, I can only speak for myself here, it's fantastic. You can learn new things, explore other industries and niches, learn the culture and language of every platform. The quality, breadth and depth of all content and the way all of it is organized has increased so much since I was a teen. It's generally great to be on the edge of everything new and emerging and being able to develop a feel for what's trending right now as a day job. But being online, being connected all the time comes with many negative aspects and you never quite know where and when to expect them. Let's face it. Going through a global pandemic and witnessing traumatic events like the killing of George Floyd, which everybody could watch thanks to the internet and social media, is stressful and affects us all in some way or another. If you add this together with dumbasses with tin foils on their heads and racism in their hearts, tearing their masks down, showing their real faces and expressing inhuman and racist opinions on a daily basis, it is not only stressful, but becomes mentally exhausting. In the recent months, you may have seen people like these in your own Facebook friends lists and Instagram stories, or you see them popping up in various comment sections. I started not only questioning myself, my so-called friends, and my knowledge of human nature, I kinda started to question human nature itself. It's not just social media managers who need to be mindful of the toll being online all the time can take. In fact, screen time across the board has risen up to 40% since the start of the pandemic about March. We are also not really under full control of what we see and what we actually want to see. The algorithms of all these platforms show us content based on our previous preferences. But what they show us is not always good for us. For example, I like dark videos. You know, 
the cute ones where dogs jump around and run to the camera and the ones where people rescue dogs, I love those. So the algorithm recognized that I like dog videos and decided once to show me a video of two dogs tearing apart a cat. It was awful. I didn't want to see that. Now I can't get it out of my head. The same goes for those racist and absolutely stupid comments, especially on Facebook and Twitter. The more time you spend on these platforms, the more you see the content of these false algorithmic decisions. But here are some good news. You can do something about it. In the following part, I'd like to introduce you to some social media mental health care tips I found out through personal experience and also some research. Later.com has a great blog about this, written by Taylor Lauren. Definitely check it out. All right, here we go. Here is tip number one, unfollow accounts. If you're starting to feel like social media is affecting your mental health, do a quick audit of your personal feeds and start unfollowing accounts that don't make you feel good. If you're comparing your body, house or lifestyle, your sneakers or whatever to those so-called perfect Instagram influencers and it doesn't make you feel good, unfollow them. Please make sure that the people and brands you follow on Instagram are aligned with what's important to you and you're getting value or at least positivity from them. If you can't unfollow someone because of work or friendship, I mean, we all have been there, use the mute button on Instagram or Twitter to hide them from your feed and you can unfollow someone on Facebook while still remaining friends with them. I did add a lot in the past two to three months. It's not hiding or creating your own bubble. I mean, if there's a song on a random playlist you don't want to hear, you skip it too, right? A side note here, you can actually do this with people too. You know, when I started out with my own business, I started with taking pictures and posting them on social media. I also did photo shoots for fun. So I had several photo shootings with Agnes Champagne and her friend Patrick, who's a phenomenal designer. I mean, we had a blast, you know, we were trying out new poses, playing with large balloons for the shoot and also uh, doing some sessions outside. Of course, I was very proud of this collab and posted those pictures in my Instagram stories. Well, then the following thing happened. The next week, I had a location check for a photo shoot with an already existing client. He told me that he was looking forward for the shoot, but is a little bit disappointed that I was shooting last week with, quote, those kind of people. I asked him what he meant by that. And he said, well, you know, a man who dresses up like a woman and, you know, like general gay people. So I stopped right there and I said that I was actually disappointed to work with a homophobic person like him and I canceled the relationship. You seriously don't have to put up with assholes. Well, let's go to tip number two, mute keywords. You can mute keywords on Twitter. This hides usernames, particular words, even phrases from your timeline. This feature can be really beneficial during world events or news cycles. Tip number three, follow accounts 
that make you feel good? I mean, you are in full control, you know? You can go ahead and follow funny meme accounts, travel accounts, cute animal accounts, motivational speakers, and so on. Uh, but it doesn't have to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. Following other people who are open and honest about their mental health can make you feel less alone. I mean, I do follow Tom Bilieu or uh, Mel Robbins, but also cool to follow is Loft Envy and Randall Pitch. Uh, you know, just great accounts um, with several subjects they are taking care of. So I really recommend to follow those. Tip number four, control the comment section. As a social media manager, having to hide, block, or deal with negative online comments can be very exhausting. Well, here comes the good news. Especially on Instagram, you can control your comments by blocking specific phrases or words and even filtering out offensive comments from Instagram live broadcast. There was this one elderly guy who just had nothing to do than to leave mean and disrespectful comments under a client's post. Under every post, you know. It seems like this person was just waiting for it, you know. Oh yeah, this account posted something, so let's be mean again. So I just muted this guy. Nobody, like seriously, nobody needs this. Tip number five, set intentions. Setting intentions is also very helpful. Instead of logging on and endlessly scrolling, think about what specific tasks you need to accomplish and use your social media time only for this. This is quite hard since those platforms are meant to keep us in there as long as possible. But if you ask yourself why you are actually opening the app every time, you'll be more aware. More awareness can lead to better controlled intentions like, now I will go online and answer all the comments on this specific account and then done. This is a task. I do that actually a lot. I kind of go in, do the job and leave. Again, not because I don't love it, I sincerely do, but I don't want to lose myself in the feed again. Talking about awareness. Here comes tip number six. Find 10 minutes per day for daily meditation. I know, I know. Maybe you have had heard enough from people about meditation or you think this is just a waste of time, but please believe me when I say it's not. Last year, I felt a lot of anxiety and stress because of the pace of how the business was growing. I was one step closer to hire my first team members and also my private life was on a roller coaster when a very good friend of mine told me to try meditation with the Headspace app. This changed everything. Shout out to Sandrin here. Tip number seven, just take a social media break. Yes, I know what you're going to say. But Martin, we are social media managers. We can't just take a break. Well, let me tell you this. You can and you should. It's possible during the evenings and on weekends. You can plan your posts ahead with different tools like later.com or buffer.com and put your phone aside, read a book, watch a movie and just enjoy your time. 
it really helps to reset your mind. Tip number eight, change your notification settings. <laughs> Seriously, just do it. And I'm talking about doing this on every device. Just go to the settings of the app or your phone and change the notification settings. This helps you to keep focused, especially while trying to be more intentional in your social media use or general intentional on whatever you're doing. You know, when we are chatting as a team in Slack, then also some notifications appear from Facebook and from Instagram and everything. And then I'm just distracted. I'm also not, you know, there in the moment. And I'm pretty sure like you can also check those notifications, let's say an hour later, like nothing bad is going to happen. Just change your notification settings. And here's the last tip, ask for help. While mental health awareness is increasing in the workplace, unfortunately, many people still face discrimination or challenges in getting the help they need. It can be hard to talk about feelings at work. If you have colleagues you can talk to or a manager who asks how you are at supervision sessions, it can help. If you're open about how you feel at work, especially if you're a leader, it might encourage others to do the same. If you don't feel able to talk about feelings at work, make sure you can discuss work pressures with partners, friends, and family can all be a sounding board. If you're struggling to get the words out face to face, try getting your thoughts down on paper. An email is a perfectly acceptable way to ask for help if you're feeling overwhelmed right now. And even if you're feeling fine, raising awareness about mental health is essential for reducing workplace stigma. So if you can, be a mental health advocate in your own company or ask your colleagues how they are doing. In my last episode, I asked listeners how they cope with social media when it gets overwhelming. And here are some of the answers. Alf1504 wrote on Instagram that he suspended his Twitter account for 10 days and then returned and muted a good number of accounts. So he took a break, like tip number seven says, and even muted some of his so-called friends. Like the rings of a tree also wrote on Instagram that she took a break from it and changed her notification settings. And in my Facebook group called Social Media Nerds, Maria Rule wrote that she sets a timer for an hour of social media per day. She also uses mainly her MacBook for social so she can focus more on the tasks she wants to accomplish. And she even takes a break one day per month completely. User Gwundrik is explicitly limiting his actions to only answer to messages and his time on social media feeds. And finally, my mom told me that she checks out my feed to feel good, which is actually tip number three on the list. <laughs> Love you, mom. Thanks to all of you for sharing with us what you guys do to cope with social media when it gets overwhelming. And this leads me actually to a little preview of the next episode, where I will be covering the topic of home office and what changed for us during the corona lockdown. 
I will be sharing with you what measures we took at Sandler Media, what worked and what didn't. So some of you are fully back in the office, some of you aren't. Here is my question for the next week. How did home office work out for you? Has it been a positive experience overall or was it more of a burden? Thanks a lot for listening to this episode. And before I leave, I'd like to leave you with this quote by Nanea Hoffman, who is the founder of Sweatpants and Coffee. Sometimes self-care is exercise and eating right. Sometimes it's spending time with loved ones or taking a nap. And sometimes it's watching an entire season of TV in one weekend while you lounge around in your pajamas. Whatever suits your soul. Until next Friday. Brainstorm is hosted by me, Metin Sandler. The show is produced by Sandler Media. The team includes Jackie Passos and Oliver Sias. This episode was recorded at the Sender Media Headquarters in Zurich, Switzerland, and is edited and mixed by Oliver Sears.